Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to Reality and Christ Worship Radio. I'm your host, Thomas Dwayne Smith. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. It's going to be a short show today because I'm not at a computer, but I'm on location calling from my phone. So let's open up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, thank you for another opportunity to host Reality in Christ Worship Radio Show. And I pray that the message that I speak today will be one of a, of encouragement, one that will lift uplift the people's spirits. Father, we thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy, and we thank you for the healing power of your Holy Spirit, which resides in us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Amen. Well, the um, fact that I'm not at a computer today, I don't have, I don't have uh, any worship music to play, but I am going to talk about um, a message that I've um, talked about before, Ezekiel 33, Watchmen on the Wall. And it talks about the um, how the Lord had set the prophet to be a, ne- a watchman on the wall for the nation of Israel. And uh, he was talking about when God causes the wicked people when he gives a word that the wicked people are about to be punished and he and he professes um well he requires of the prophet to say hey you need to repent or you or you will be destroyed if the watchman on the wall does not do his job, well, let me just do this. Let me find the Bible, and I will read it. I'm in somebody else's house house sitting, so, you know, you don't know where everything is. Oh, I think there's one. Yeah, there's one right there. Actually, I think it's oh, Spanish and English. Okay, let's see. Ezekiel 33. Okay. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, speak to your countrymen and say to them, when I bring the sword against a land and and 
the people of the land choose one of their men and make him their watchman. And he sees the sword coming against the land and blows the trumpet to warn the people. Then if anyone hears the trumpet but does not take warning and the sword comes and takes his life, his blood will be on his own head. Since he heard the sound of the trumpet but did not take warning, his blood will be on his own head. If he had taken warning, he would have saved himself. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people, and the sword comes and takes the life of one of them, that man will be taken away because of his sin. But I will hold the watchman accountable for his blood. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me when I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade him from his ways. That wicked man will die for his sin, and I will hold you accountable for his blood. But if you do warn a wicked man to turn from his ways, and he does not do so, he will die for his sin. But you will have saved yourself. That was from uh, the NIV version of the word. Now, basically, in a nutshell, what that's saying right there is that when we see things taking place and While God was talking to Ezekiel at the time, you know, he was still, that message still actually pertains to to today as well. And one thing you have to understand, one thing you have to understand, because there are many of us as believers who are sitting back and um and we're allowing evil to triumph and reign supreme. We're allowing people to fall into despair because we're not telling them that they have a way out. We wanna condemn people for what they're doing wrong, but we don't wanna we don't wanna show them door of salvation. We don't want to we don't want to be uplifting to them. Take the sin of homosexuality for instance. Yeah, we may we want to bash a person who's gay, but we don't want to we don't want to encourage them in the word of the Lord and let them know, hey, you know what? There is a way out for you. And contrary to those on the left who may make fun of what you may call pray the gay away or whatever, you know what? It's just too bad that you all are the ones that choose to um, disregard the word of God. Because he said in his word, his love covers a multitude of sins, folks. God's word covers, God's love, his word covers a multitude of sins. It is the love of God that leads one to 
that leads one to repentance. The problem is we don't know how to love people. We want to we want to condemn them for um what they're doing wrong. And I'd encourage them that they can live right in Christ Jesus because it is through the righteousness of Jesus Christ that we are made whole and complete. It's not through any effort of our own. That's what you have to understand. That is what you have to understand. Romans 5, 8 says that God commended his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, while, in other words, while we were um, locked into that sin nature, Christ died for us. Even in the midst, even in the midst, Of us tearing people down. We don't build them up as believers. You know, the church has become too secularized. So my question is, What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? We all sinned and fell short of the glory of God. But being that we are God's glory because we are in... Those of us who choose to live in Christ Jesus, we are made in the image of God. We have an advocate in heaven. And this is the message we need to get out. We need to stop beating the hell out of people with God's word because God himself does not do that. The harshness of how we present stuff does not be does not bring conviction, it brings hatred for Christians. But yet there's many who don't even care because they have a they have a highly self righteous attitude towards others and that they refuse to check their own selves at the door. That has to change. Enough is enough. Too many of us as Christians are curling up in a fetal position, afraid of what's coming down the pipe, while at the same time, there's others of us as Christians 
who don't even acknowledge the the atrocities, if you will, that's taking place in this nation. And you got a entire people group, monolithic in their voting. Going based on stuff that they were told, not on their own research. Oh, I can never be a Republican because my grandma, my great-grandma, my mom and dad, and all of them have always been Democrats. Well, if your family jumped out off a bridge, would you jump with them? Folks, we cannot sep we can't separate God's biblical principles from the the things that go on in life. We can't do it. Well, don't talk about religion and politics. Well, how about this? If you have a twisted political view, don't talk about don't bring your secular don't bring your secular crap around me. Oh no, but but no buts. Two people could play that game. I choose not to. Because I care whether or not you get to receive the freedom in Christ Jesus. It's your choice. Old saying goes, you can leave the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And I just have one question for those who choose to walk the path of destruction, doing things that could lead to your demise. Why do you choose to live a lifestyle that God set you free from, you've been forgiven for, and all you have to do is accept the free gift of salvation. And as you grow in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, that is how we change as we grow in our relationship with him. Because it's in the midst of it's in the midst of our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that God changes us, folks. What part of you can't do it yourself, you are not strong enough to change 
on your own. What part of that do you not understand? God provided us with an open door. So walk through it. Don't continue to do something that you're free from. It's that simple, folks. It really is that simple. No condemnation in my message at all today. Nor there really ever is. I hold people accountable, starting with myself as well. Because I have a long ways to go. I still hurt over things every day. Loneliness, a fight out, tinges of depression, everything. But it is what it is. Having said that, Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I thank you once again for this short message, Lord God. And I pray that somebody will receive this message and be blessed and that they will come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. Father, thank you for your love and your grace, your mercy for me. Even in a time where I did not deserve it. You gave me your grace, your mercy, your love. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to this short, abbreviated episode of Reality in Christ Worship Radio. If anyone hears this, heard this message today, and you um, feel like um, you need a word of encouragement, email me. Reality in Christ Ministries at gmail dot com. And if there's anyone out there and you would like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I repent for not accepting your forgiveness in everything that you provided for me on Calvary. 
I open my heart and I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. I thank you for the free gift of salvation. I thank you for forgiveness. Teach me. Hold me. Love me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, send me an email at realityinchristministries at gmail.com. That's realityinchristministries at gmail.com. So once again, I I want to thank everybody who tuned in for this short, abbreviated show with Reality in Christ Worship Radio. I want to say God bless you. I love you all. And I'll see you next week. Good night.